evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's live broadcast of The Road to Recovery. I'm Dan Chuba, your host. We'll be on for at least an hour, maybe two, who knows? Our show is scheduled for two hours. I have a live broadcast for two hours talking about recovery from addictions. Oh, my God. Can you handle it? I can't always. No, honestly, I can't. But you know what? I live it. I live it every day, one day at a time, one step at a time. You know, people think that when they ask me how long have I been working my program, and I say to them, like I'm going to say to you today, well, let's see. I have been working this program 24 years, four months, and 12 days today. But who is counting? And I am. I count every day. I'm not doing it to boast, to brag. I'm doing it because I'm impressed with the fact that it works if I work it one day at a time. I don't plan to stay sober the rest of my life. I hope to. Because nothing good ever came out of me drinking. Really, nothing really good has ever come out of me drinking. Oh, I had some fun. I'm not going to tell you I didn't. Who doesn't have fun when they're reckless and irresponsible? But, you know, that's there are consequences that hang out, at least for me, with drinking that I don't want to find and experience anymore. And, you know, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to find out that there's issues and problems. <laughs> Excuse me, live show. Live show. This is <laughs> This is a live broadcast of the Road to Recovery. And you can call in at any time and join me. You can comment and say, hey, Dan, this show sucks. Get it off the air. I won't, but you can say that. At least it will be a comment, and it will be your comment. You can make that comment. You know what? And as long as you're not really too rude, you know, I'll listen to you. Maybe I'll even ask you why, and maybe you could tell me why. But hopefully we bring some information to you, you know, that will help you understand what maybe you are going through or what someone you know is going through or what you can do to help somebody or help yourself if you are struggling with an addiction. And tonight's topic is what constitutes an addiction. This is a live broadcast. So again, you are welcome to call in area code 323-580-5755 and We'll talk if I can. If I can take the call, I will. I will talk, take your call, and listen, and 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 comment, and, and you know, on and on and on. And uh, you know, um, and why do I do this? Well, because they're paying me millions of dollars to do this. You know what? That's what we all wish that somebody would do. But in today's world, anybody could have a show. Why am I doing this show? Nobody's asked me to do the show. It was. I did one once on the actual radio. On the radio. And it was helpful to some people. There were some people that didn't like what we did because they felt we were violating some sort of unspoken or spoken pact we have. And this is not a broadcast brought to you by Alcoholics Anonymous, because it's not. Although I work a program, and most of my program is done in Alcoholics Anonymous, 
one day, one step at a time. A lot of things that I've learned, I learned through the program and the people working the program in recovery. But it's not the only thing. There's Celebrate Recovery out there that's put on through the Christian churches. And I was a part of the startup of that when the Saddleback Church of California kind of came out with it and said, hey, we want something that we can offer to our, uh, I want to say parishioners, but our fellow churchgoers that is biblically based. And they came up with this Celebrate Recovery, which is still being utilized today, I believe, on an active basis. Celebrate Recovery for Hurts, Habits, and Hangups. Hurts, Habits, and Hangups. It's based on the Beatitudes that are found in the Bible, and they're very, very similar to the 12 Steps of Recovery that you can find in Alcoholics Anonymous. There are other forms of recovery. We've had hypnotherapists and uh, holistic health care people and and medical doctors on the air and clinicians, etc. Over the eight years we've been on the air, we've had all these people come on and give us their input and their insight on what they felt they needed, they could do and offer to help people overcome their addictions. There are people that think that our addiction is due to immaturity, and I'm sure there's something to be said about that. I've heard it said, in the program itself, when I was working the program, that we stop growing when we start drinking. We stop emotionally growing when we start drinking. I often say that adults are nothing more than kids in big people's bodies. And I really believe that. I really, really believe that. Adults, you know, I even remembered myself. I remember my father. Yes, my father. He oftentimes, and he was a, he could be a mean and surly SOB when he wanted to be. And he was a lot because he drank a lot. But there were times his little boy would come out and he would have this impish look on his face like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm just a little kid in this big body, and people are listening to me, and I'm amazed that they are listening to me. That was a very human side of him that we got to see very rarely, okay? But we did see it, and it was part of him. Yes. Amen. Yes, people are texting me. Guys, you can call in the show. You don't have to text me. Yes. Yes. You're correct about that. You are correct. Yep. So, again, we were talking about kids and big people's bodies and my dad and etc. and me. I remember... That when I wanted to be irresponsible, you know, you know, people say they don't remember things when they drink. Yeah, there are blackouts. There are blackouts. Maybe someday we'll talk about blackouts specifically. Okay, but you know, blackouts really happen when you 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 just put so much alcohol in you. It just it wipes out your 
your memory. It just it takes it away. You're so inebriated. And I've been there. I've had uh, several blackouts during my drinking days and times. And, you know, I'm very fortunate that I did not have any accidents because I was driving when I had these blackouts. Somehow I managed to make it home. And there are people that wake up and they see their car have an accident, and you say, how could you not know you had a car accident? And you say, well, I blacked out. And it's, I understand. I've been there. I've been where I was surprised. I went out and looked at my car to make sure it was it was there, and there was no damage. And I just said, how did I get it in the garage? How did I end up in the home? Because I don't remember it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's not a good thing. Okay, I bought this, purchased a new Thoughts of the Day book. So we're going to start our, our tonight's program with today's thought for the day, okay? Now, this is from the 24 Hours a Day book from Hazleton Meditations. Hazleton is uh, the company I, or the, uh, the place that prints a lot of the materials for Alcoholics Anonymous. And, uh, well, it's just good. There's many books and people and organizations that have meditative books and gives you something to think about. I have read this book at least seven times from front to cover, front cover to back cover, reading it one day at a time, which is kind of sad considering I've been sober 24 years. You'd think I'd read it more, and it should become part of our lives, but it isn't, so I'm just human. I'm not going to tell you I do all this stuff wonderfully. There's only one thing that I do perfectly every day to this point. Does anybody know what that is? Anybody listening know what I do perfectly? I've been able to do perfectly for 24 years, 4 months, and 12 days. If you know what I did, call in. Area code 323-580-5755. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think. If you know the answer. I won't give it to you. How about that? Not yet. Maybe a little bit later. Okay? Let me write it down so I know remember to to talk about it later. Let's see. Okay. And the question was, what have I done? <coughs> and the only thing I've done, and the only thing I've done perfectly, I've done... Perfectly. Perfectly. For the past 24 years. Four months and 12 days. 24 years. Four months. 12 days. Continuously. Okay? You know what that is? If you do know, area code 323-580-5755. Call it. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear if you're listening or if you know what the answer is or if anybody's paying attention. That's okay. Why do I do the show? Does any Who knows? I don't even know if anybody listens to this show. Okay, well, that's not true. I do know that there are several of you out there that listen, and thank you for your comments and feedback from time to time. It's always nice when somebody calls in because it helps to move along the two hours. So be yapping for two hours. i got all kinds of candy here in my desk. Mhm. I remember when I first started into the program of recovery, 
And people in the program encouraged me to eat sweets and candy. And he told me that was a good thing. And I said, why is that? And they went on to explain that I had a natural craving for sweets because I was addicted to it from the beer and the alcohol. There's a lot of, I guess, sugar in beer and alcohol, which, candidly, I never knew, okay? Did not know that. You live and you learn. And by eating candy, it helps the craving for alcohol to dissipate and go away, and that's a good thing. So if I chew with my mouth full, I'm sorry, but I'm enjoying it. Okay, we're going to read from today's Thought for the Day book for today, January 12th, 2020. Yeah. What day is going to be 2020, 2020, 2020? It'll be interesting. January 20th. It'll be 2020, 2020, 2020. Okay. Only time it'll ever happen. All right. The AA thoughts of the day, the longer we're in AA, the more natural this way of life seems. Our old drinking lives were very unnatural way of living. You know, and we didn't know that. I didn't know that at first, at least. Our present sober lives are the most natural way we could possibly live. During the early years of our drinking, our lives weren't so different from the lives of a lot of other people, but we gradually became problem drinkers. Our lives became more and more unnatural. Do I realize now that the things I did were far from natural? I do now, absolutely. Meditation for the day. I will say thank you to God for everything, even the seeming trials and worry. I will strive to be grateful and humble. My whole attitude towards the higher power will be one of gratitude. I will be glad for the things I have received. I will pass on what God reveals to me. I believe the more truth will flow in as I go along in a new way of life. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may be grateful for the things I have received and do not deserve. I pray this gratitude will make me truly humble. And that's just off for today. I hope that was helpful. It's kind of good. Sometimes I read it and don't even remember what I read. You know, minutes ago, don't even remember what I read. And I'll go back and look. Or I'll be going on with the rest of my day, and something will happen and occur to me that'll make me think about what I read. And I'll go, hey, I just read that. And then it comes back to me. Our old way of life was unnatural. Yet we thought it was natural. Isn't that amazing? <coughs> we thought it was natural, but it was unnatural. Mm-hmm. So, 
I am waiting. I am waiting. Okay, Steve, thank you, by the way, Steve. Best wishes to you, too. Okay, what constitutes an addiction? Okay, what? The New Year's has started, and if you have, if you are one of the many who are trying to kick, quit an addiction, bad habit, well, I would personally like to congratulate you on a wise decision. Yeah, it's good to decide that you want to do something. But, you know, this topic came up several times. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Steve. You are the best. Steve puts our our program and our our page together on Road to Recovery. I should go look at it, see what's up. I haven't seen it in a while. Let's see. Road. On the road again. Rotary Club. Very nice. We enter. We can link on to the story, the topics. We can link on to previous shows that we ran. If we want the live link, we can do that. Thank you, Steve. That's very nice. I just don't want to click on it. Where are the archived ones? I don't know. We'll have to ask Steve. There are any place to find the archived ones. Oh, well. It's not that important right now because we're doing a live show. Okay? So that's where we want to be is a live show. What is this? Okay. I don't want to be there. Okay. I just don't want to click on it. Uh Uh-oh. We're getting live feedback. Very good. Well, we know the the feedback and the, the link works. Thank you, Steve. How nice. I want to say thanks to my good friend, Tony. Tony is a great friend. He's out in Virginia enjoying a much-deserved vacation with his wonderful wife. They operate an ice cream stand in Chicago during the, the like maybe eight months out of the year, which runs them ragged. I was there for a couple of hours watching them, and it's just amazing how they run and race around like ants on an anthill. Serve the needs of the people coming in looking for something to eat and refresh themselves, and they do a great job. But Tony's been the, really good, and I appreciate that. So, Steve, Tony, Dan, Ken, haven't talked to Ken in a while. My friend Lambert, how's he doing? He's good. My friend Marvin, thank you so much. Marvin came through and helped me out. You know, it's nice to have friends that you can count on and friends that trust you. And trust that you can count on. My friend Dan, I haven't talked to him in, oh, my God, maybe a year. And this is a guy I sponsored when he first sobered up, maybe about, I don't know, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. He's still sober, still living life, married still. Kids are doing okay. He's got a couple sons that have gone on. You know, and he got to stay there. And he's celebrating, what did he say, 38 years of marriage to his wife. And he just... Flat out came and said he probably wouldn't have stayed married if it wasn't for the program of recovery. And that's how this really, truly works for people. It works for me, me, and I'm grateful. 
I'm very grateful that it works. And i got to tell you something. One day, one step at a time is a good thing for me even, right? One day, one step at a time. And, yeah, my friend Dan, it was good connecting with him again. I just haven't seen him in a while. And uh, just talking to him. He came and helped me about a year or so ago. And, well... I appreciate his help. He helped me actually about 10 years ago when I needed some help, when the when the, the economy went right in the garbage, and he was there to help me out. And that's, you know, that's the beautiful thing about program. You meet some of the most terrific people, okay? And you don't have an expectation that they're going to help you, but when they do help you because out of their care and feelings and all that stuff, you're, you're grateful. Okay, um, you know what? i got to take a break here. Because I have to. Uh, and so what are we going to play? Who are we going to play? I used to play Marilyn Scott, but I hate doing that. Yeah, here she is. We'll, we'll play a Mar- Marilyn Scott song for the moment. We'll be back with more of the Rotary cover here in about five minutes. I'm not going to play her forever, just for now. Okay? Let me get back here. Oh, I got It would be nice if I had some sound, huh? Would you like that? Would you like some sound to hear? Okay? All right. We'll be back with more of the Road to Recovery live in a few minutes. Area code 323-580-5755. Be right back. If today were the last of all days, would it change how you Would you rise for a moment above all your fears? Become one with the moon and the stars. Would you like what you see looking down? Did you give everything that you could? Have you done everything that you wanted to do? Is there still Oh, 
Okay, like I told you, it was a quickie one. I just needed a quick break there. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, welcome back to the Road to Recovery. As your host, Dan Chuba, for this, uh, I don't know, journey into sobriety. Just catch up what's going on for me in the last week. We're in the new year, 2020. I sobered up in uh, August 30th of 1995. August 30th, 1995. I will be celebrating 25 years this year if I make it to August 30th. How about that? That's incredible. That's a quarter of a century. And you know what? That's longer, by the way, than I was out there. And that's the good news, that I started drinking maybe 16 years old and quit when I was 38. So what is that? 38 and 16 is 22 years. I'm three years longer, sober longer. That's right, and what did we start this year? In Illinois, we've started uh, the uh, marijuana sales this year. That's correct. Marijuana is being sold, and just like anything, people go, well, what What do you think? What do you think? You know what? It's not my business. It's just not for me, okay? Alcohol. Not for me. Other people drinking. My wife drinks wine. <coughs> I think that's the strongest I've seen her drink is wine. And she can put it down. Yeah, amazing. Could you imagine that? She could actually put it down and stop. And I can't, you know. So good for her and anybody else that can handle it. As far as the marijuana sales, it's legal now, so... You know, there you go. It's as long as you're, you know, don't do something illegal. But if you're doing legal things and that's one of them, go for it. I mean, it's your business. But if it gets out of control, so we're going to talk again about addiction. So let's get, let's get Google to find us. Okay, let's find Google. Or I don't know, are we in Bing? Google? I don't know. I prefer Google for some reason. Bing, Bing. Shameless plug for Google. Okay, so we're going to go. What is an addiction? I gotta admit, I've been enjoying telling my phone, asking my phone to find things, and it does. It's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of neat. Okay, addiction. Here is an addiction. The definition of an addiction. Okay, it's a noun. The fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. He committed the theft to finance his drug addiction. Okay? Synonyms, dependency, dependence, craving. Let's see, let's write all this down. These are good, these are good, uh, what do they call those? Meditags, something like that. Dependency. Okay. 
Okay, dependency, dependence. I'm taking some uh, some liberties here, guys. Sorry, craving, habit, habitual, habitual, uh, compulsion. When I'm trying to get the message out, fixation, enslavement. How's that's a good one? That really says it, doesn't it? Enslavement. You're enslaved. Monkey on your back, Jones, whatever. Okay, so addiction is a brain disorder characterized by compulsive engagement and rewarding stimuli despite adverse consequences. Read that. That's, that's really a good one. I like that a lot. Addiction is a brain disorder characterized by a compulsive engagement and rewarding stimuli despite adverse consequences. So what does that mean? Well, despite the fact you could lose your driver's license, kill somebody, hurt somebody, kill yourself, lose your job, lose every, lose everything you have, you're compulsed to want to get high or get drunk or get drunk. That is an addiction. And when we say it's a it's a stinking thinking, it's a it's a mental disease. I believe it is. I truly believe that I have a mental disorder that I can keep in relative control if I take my medicine. And what is my medicine? Going to meetings, having meetings, letting people know that I have a thinking problem, and my thinking, my best thinking, got me drinking. It has me do some other things that are probably not healthy for me. But I'm just working at it one day at a time. I can't fix myself completely all the time right away. It takes, it takes time. Okay. So, despite the involvement of a number of psychosocial factors, a biological process, one which is induced by repeated exposure to an addictive stimulus, is the core pathology that drives the development and maintenance of an addiction. The two properties that characterize all addictive stimuli are that they are re reinforcing, they increase the likelihood that a person will seek repeated exposure to them, and intrinsically rewarding, they are perceived as being inherently positive, desirable, and pleasurable. How about that? Oh my gosh. That's right. Oops. We all right. Let's see if I got that. I'm trying to copy it and then transfer it to myself so I can read it later or keep it as. There you go. There you go, Danny boy. Good. And we're gonna title this "Road to Recovery" and the what? What is an addiction? We'll put today's date down. 01-12-2020. Okay. Sounds like a plan. All right. Let's get back to what we were talking about. Where did you go? Okay. Here we are. We're talking about this. What is an addiction? What constitutes an addiction? All right. And this one says, let's see if there's any, any other. That's a Wikipedia. Addiction from psychology today. 
Addiction is a condition which a person engages in use of a substance or in a behavior for which the rewarding effects provide a compelling incentive to repeatedly pursue the behavior despite detrimental consequences. Addiction may involve the use of substances such as alcohol, inhalants, opioids, cocaine, nicotine. Well, where's the rest of it? That's it. Damn it. How can I not see this? I want to see more. Can I get it if I go through this page? Yes, I can. Good. All right. There is evidence that addictive behaviors share key neurobiological features. They intensely involve brain pathways or reward and reinforcement, which involves the neurotransmitter dopamine. Oh, by the way, I do want to shout out to my friend Anna in New York, who is doing an incredibly good job. You know, sometimes we compare ourselves with other people thinking that they're better than us or, you know, and you know what? Like my friend, Anna, came from another country with the hopes of starting and having a better life here in the States, and consequently, she has actually had, but it didn't come overnight. It didn't come out without some effort. It didn't come out come without some fear and frustration, and she relied initially on support from a family that was actually more harmful than good, probably. But that's what she was used to. And the more she gets away from it, the more she relies on herself and develops and grows. And keep up the great work, my dear friend Anna. Very impressed. Keep going. I'm I'm so impressed with you. So keep it up. Okay. Uh, let's see. Going back to reading this. Okay. And in keeping, let's read it again. There's evidence that addictive behaviors share key neurobiological features. They intensely involve brain pathways of reward and reinforcement, which involve the neurotransmitter dopamine. I wonder if they sold dopamine that we can, you know, they might even do that for that matter. And then we could just mainline it. We would never move off a couch. We would just sit there and dope ourselves. You know, maybe that's where they get dope. And in keeping with other highly motivated states, they lead to the pruning of synapses synapses in the prefrontal cortex, home of the brain's highest functions, so that attention is highly focused on cues related to the target, substance, or activity. It's important to know that such brain changes are reversible after substance use or behavior is discontinued. I was told by a doctor, PhD doctor of psychology, I believe. This wasn't that many years ago, maybe four or five years ago. But the pathways that we have created for our addictions will never go away. They'll always remain in our, like, little etched out in our brains. However, we can change the use of these pathways and create new pathways that will avoid getting high or getting drunk or any of that in order to live a better life. But we just have to stay ever vigilant because we don't want that energy transferring back to the old 
brain waves or brain paths, okay? And it made all the sense in the world to me. And it means we need to stay ever vigilant. And I know, and I've learned over the years and time that we need to stay ever vigilant. Now, I got a call from a friend of mine, Joe, who was on the air with us maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago. Joe, interesting guy, uh, working a program in recovery from alcohol mostly, uh, found and met a wife, got married, and which was amazing because it's just like my wife. My wife, Martha, you know, my wife, Martha, Never had a drinking, drug problem, any kind of problem. She was married. She had three kids. They grew up. They were raised. She had a good life, had a good husband. And unfortunately, he passed away from bad health. He just died. He had a heart attack or something. His heart stopped, and he died. And my wife was single for nine years after he passed away, eight years, nine years, and never even considered dating anybody until she met me. And then, I don't know, God flipped a switch on her or something and said, hey, here's a guy that you might be good with. And God introduced us together. I really do believe that. And Martha and I met about three and a half years ago, and we have now, yeah, we've been together three and a half years now. We've been married just under a year, and I'm really glad about that. We still are married and happy, and we just had a really lovely day today. I got up early, 5 o'clock in the morning, trying to create good health habits. I don't stay up late, late, late like I used to. I fall asleep, but I get up early, and then I you know, I tell myself, what are you going to do? Well, I try to use it to, to my betterment, my health. Martha runs two, three times a week, maybe more. So I went out for a walk today in the snow, dressed up warm. And was able to to march and, and walk two miles, back to two miles. I stopped that after I got sick back before Christmas, and I, I've only done it a few times since then. But you know what? I feel so much better when I do it. I feel so much better. It's amazing how when you're sick, your attitude goes right out the door, and when you're well, you can take on the world. And you just dun dun And it is so obvious by other people things that we don't notice, but that's okay. That's why we have friends, and friends tell us, hey, Dan, do you know this, and do you know that? Uh, by the way, reminder, live program, if you want to call in, area code 323-580-5755. Join me here on the program, or I'll just continue to pontificate and chat and share what I feel I'd like you to understand today. How's that? So we were talking about addictions. And we were talking uh, from psychology today of what addiction is. Let me see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably take all this and add it to. No, I can't do that. Let's not do all that. It won't give me all of the stuff that I want. It'll give me way too much. I don't want to find a therapist. I don't want that. I just want this. And it's not doing it. Why is it not doing it? Okay. Hey, guys, if I told you I was really tech-savvy, I'm lying because I am not. No, you bummer. Yeah, bummer. Let's see. Let's go back up. I have to. You know what? It's not as easy as it seems, right? 
Let's see. Can, can, I, can I open? I can't take that. Oh, well. Let's just read it for now. Okay. It is important to know that such brain challenges changes are reversible after the substance use or behavior is discontinued. So what you got to do is get sober. You got to stop drinking, drugging. If you're a gambler, stop gambling. Step back from it. That gambling thing, my friend uh, Vicky. My friend Vicky is still married, happy, despite the fact that she lost a lot of money because of her, her addiction to gambling. Okay? And she's probably panicking now if she heard this. But it's not like you guys know who she is. And I'm not going to pinpoint her what part of the world she lives in. Okay? But I'm just telling you, it's she's a real being, human being. And she really did this. And it was really sad that she lost a lot of money. But... The amazing thing is she's got an incredible partner, husband, who's stuck with her, and she's getting help, and it's working. Okay, both substance use disorders and gambling behaviors have an increased likelihood of being accompanied by mental health conditions such as depression and anxiety or other pre-existing problems. Substance use and gambling disorders not only engage the same brain mechanisms, they respond to many of the same treatment approaches. Substance use and gambling substance use and gambling disorders. Hold on, U I F Foster Alita Alita Benchus. I have to write things down when I remember. Because if I don't, I don't, and then I forget. Okay, so both substance use disorders and gambling behaviors have an increased likelihood of being accompanied by mental health conditions such as depression and anxiety or other pre-existing problems. Substance use and gambling disorders not only engage the same brain mechanisms, they respond to many of the same treatment approaches. That's very interesting, isn't it? See, and again, it has to do with addictions. If you have an addiction, you can get some help, okay? And that's important to know that you can get help if you want help. Let's get rid of that because I don't need that anymore, but I do need this. Okay. All right. Substance use and gambling disorder are complex conditions that affect the reward reinforcement, motivation, and memory systems of the brain. They are characterized by impaired control over usage, social impairment involving the disruption of everyday activities and relationships, and craving. Continued use is typically harmful to relationships as well as to obligations at work or school. I think I'm addicted to this uh, internet because I find myself playing games and doing Facebook when I probably should turn the damn thing off. Yeah, one of my employees said to me that I would be better if I shut the damn computer down. And she's probably right. 
And of course, I don't want to tell her she's right because that means that I have to turn it off if I want to continue to do work. I really should, okay? That's one of the sad things. You know, we get a power, you know, position of power and authority, okay? Remember I told you, we're little kids in big people's bodies, and, and that's one of the rewards for, for making it to this point that we can continue to indulge in our addictions at our pleasure, because we're adults. Now, if you're a little kid, you'd say, hey, you can't do that. But as an adult, you can do whatever you want, because guess what? You are an adult, and you're responsible for your decisions. Now, the question becomes, are you willing to accept the consequences of your actions? And that's always a tough one, because when do we think about those? You don't think about them right away, that's for sure. We usually think about them when what? When we are caught up in them, okay? And we get caught, period, doing something we probably shouldn't have been doing. And that's when we are facing the consequences. That's when we look at it and we say, Are you really ready to take the consequences of something like this? You know, it's easy to say, yeah, we are, when you're not. Because you don't know what they are, really. You don't know what it's going to be like if you lost your driver's license for a year. You can't even imagine. I could not imagine that they would take my driver's license away for a year. Not Dan, not to me, Dan, the guy who, who helped people and did this and did that. I had responsibilities, obligations, (laughs) mortgages and rent. (sighs) Guess what? I need some more coffee, so I'm going to play. Where'd Mia go? Did I get rid of Mia? Oh, my God, Mia Maya. I missed, I got rid of her. Uh Uh-oh, let's see if we can get her back. No, we won't. We'll just play some Marilyn Scott. We'll just take Marilyn and go a little bit longer, Okay. We're going to bring Marilyn back and play her next song, and I'll be back in a few minutes here on the Road to Recovery. Area code 323-580-5755. If you have a question, comment, uh, well, whatever. If you want to talk, call in, okay? Back in a few minutes here on the Road to Recovery. help if I had some sound, right?
Okay, we're back. Road to recovery. Here I am, back again. And now we're going to play. Hey, this is a live broadcast. It is 5 to 8 on January 12th of 2020. And I'm doing a live broadcast about recovery. We're talking about addictions, what they are, what what classifies, what what is constitutes an addiction. Okay? So we're talking about what that is. I've got it. I'm not the only the only thing I'm also addicted to I guess women or beautiful women or the thought of what I could do with a beautiful woman and I'm married. Okay? I'm just grateful I don't act on my addictions, okay, to the degree and the extent that I used to. Being sober keeps me from doing that. Okay? And I'm very glad. See, there's other things. I'm reading connected topics. We're reading from Psychology Today about substance abuse and what an addiction is. And there's diagnosis, 
There's so many things. Oh, my gosh. So many things that we need to consider. Okay, I'm going to copy that. See, I'm putting these all someplace so I can use them later. That's really good stuff. Okay. Let's see. Come on, come on. Where did you go? There we go. It takes a while for this stuff to download. Download, baby. Download. Okay, we're there. I want to... Uh, connected topics. So connected topics, by the way, include things such as, and we will get there in a moment. I'm finishing this up. Okay. So what got me to, so interested in, in doing this broadcast? Well, you know what? I got involved in Alcoholics Anonymous, and I had a sponsor. Always starts out with a sponsor. I had a sponsor. Yeah, I had a sponsor. His name was Bobby Kay. Great guy. Love him dearly. He's still alive. He's still well. He's not my sponsor now, but I tell you what, I learned a lot from him. I got to tell you, learned lots from the Bobby man. And he's doing his thing, and he's doing it down in southern Illinois. Oh, and it's my friend Linda's birthday today. I have to send a text to her happy birthday, Linda. Okay, happy birthday, Linda. I'm going to say happy birthday, Linda. Because Linda is Linda E. Linda and her friend, I forgot her friend's name, Lee. Linda and Lee. Back when I was just newly sober, okay, newly sober, it was very important to hear what happened and how they played an important and impactful part of my life. Important factual part of my life. Yes, that's right. Important factual factual part of my life. Okay, well let's uh let's first get yeah, okay. Let's get back to reading about what addictions are, okay? So we're reading about this from Psychology Today. And we're reading about how substance abuse disorders and gambling behaviors have an increased likelihood of being accompanied by mental health conditions such as depression and anxiety, substance use, and gambling disorders. You know what? When people are struggling, I I remember when I was struggling with depression in the beginning of my program, and I still get depressed from time to time. I am not less than human, and I do get depressed once in a while. But I know that what helps me is to go to more meetings. That's my medicine, guys. Go to more meetings, Okay. We've got to talk about what's going on in our head. We just got to empty it out a little bit. You can put it back in, but it'll never go back in quite the same way as when it came out. Another distinguishing feature of addictions is that individuals continue to pursue the activity despite the physical or psychological harm it occurs, incurs, even if the harm is exacerbated by repeated use. Typically, one's tolerance to a substance increases as the body adapts to its presence. Because addiction affects the brain's executive functions centered in the prefrontal cortex, individuals who develop an addiction may not be aware that their behavior is causing problems for themselves and others. Okay? Uh, Okay, over time, pursuit of the pleasurable effects of the substance or behavior may dominate an individual's activity. In our pursuit of the pleasurable effects of the substance or behavior may dominate 
an individual activity. So, yeah, porn addiction, sex addiction, smoking, sensation seeking. You know, like these guys that got to jump off a, a mountain with these flight suits, and they die. Unfortunately, the guys doing free climbing, free, free without without ropes, and they fall and die. I don't know. I don't know that I want to die. Compulsive behaviors, dopamine, harm reduction, boo, goes on and on. Uh, let's see. Typically, one's tolerance to a substance increases as the body affects, adapts to its presence. Because addiction affects the brain's executive function centered in the prefrontal cortex, individuals who develop an addiction may not be aware that their behavior is causing problems for themselves or others. Over time, pursuit of the pleasurable effects of the substance or behavior may dominate an individual's activities. I know. I got that problem, guys. I do. I've got to work on it. All addictions have the capacity to induce a sense of hopelessness and feelings of failure as well as shame and guilt. But research documents that recovery is the rule rather than the exception. There are many routes to recovery. Individuals can achieve improved physical, psychological, and social functioning on their own, so-called natural recovery. Others benefit from the support of community or peer-based networks. Still others opt for clinical-based recovery through the services of credentialed professionals. The road to recovery, which is our show, <laughs> is seldom straight. Relapse or reoccurrence of substance use is common, but definitely not the end of the road. For those who achieve remission of an addiction Disorder for five years, research report, the likelihood of relapse is no greater than that among the general population. Neuroscientists report that synaptic density is gradually restored. Here's a myth about addiction. The processes that give rise to addictive behavior resist a simplistic explanation. There is not just one cause. Although genetic or other biological factors can contribute to a person's vulnerability to the condition, many social, psychological, and environmental factors also have a powerful influence on substance use. Some characteristics such as lack of availability, no, lack of ability to tolerate distress or other strong feelings have been associated with addiction, but there's no one addictive personality type that clearly predicts whether a person will face problems with addiction. Connected topics, alcoholism, smoking, dopamine. Now, the symptoms of addiction. It's always interesting to hear, right? Symptoms of addiction. Let's write, let's copy that. Copy that, copy that, boss. Okay. What? Ah, lost it off. Nope, I don't want that. I want this. Alrighty. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. I don't want it. I only want what I want. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. Up, oh, there we go. Okay, we're gonna do that. There we go. Copy and paste to our page here because I want to save it. Okay, let's paste it, and it's good. 
Okay, so what are we reading? We're reading the symptoms of addiction. How much alcohol is too much? Our personal risk factors. Recurrent use of a substance or engagement with an activity that leads to impairment or distress is the core of addictive disorders. The clinical diagnosis of an addiction is based on the presence of at least two of a number of features. The substance or activity is used in larger amounts or for a longer period of time than was intended. There is a desire to cut down on use or unsuccessful efforts to do so. Pursuit of the substance or activity or recovery from its use consumes a significant amount of time. There is a craving of strong or strong desire to use a substance or engage in the activity. Use of the substance or activity disrupts obligations at work, school, or home. Use of the substance or activity disrupts obligations of work, school, or home. Use of the substance or activity continues despite the social or interpersonal problems it causes. Participation in, social, in important social work or recreational activities drops or stops. Use occurs in situations where it is physically risky. Use continues despite knowing it's causing or exacerbating physical or psychological problems. Tolerance occurs, whether, no, indicated either by the need for market, markedly increased amounts of the substance to achieve the desired effect or markedly dis diminished effect of the same amount of substance. Withdrawal occurs, manifests either in the presence of psychological withdrawal systems or in the taking of a related substance to block them. The severity of the condition is gauged by the number of sy symptoms present. The presence of two or three symptoms generally indicates a mild condition. Four to five indicate a moderate disorder. When six or more symptoms are present, the condition is considered severe. Holy cow. Now we're going to talk about the cause. Okay? We're going to talk about cause of addiction. And again, this is all information that we're reading and reviewing right now off of Psychology Today on the Internet. So if you don't agree with it, or whatever, I'm just reading it. I'm the messenger. But I think it's pretty good information. Hopefully you're getting something out of this. I know I am. So we're going to get back to it and read more. The causes of an addiction. Research make it clear. Let's Wait, let's go back. We have to do a station break. Ladies and gentlemen, this program is brought to you by nobody other than me, Dan Chuba, doing this show. And... It's a live broadcast on every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio, part of the Link Local Network of Broadcasting. Okay, yeah, I think I'm going to take a few-minute break, maybe a 5, 10, 15-minute break. Listen to Mia Key, not Mia Key, Marilyn Scott. She's my chosen, designated, strong go-to person. But you know what? I was listening to Billy Elish, okay, and it's amazing. Great song, and one song I really enjoy. Maybe I'll even play that. You know, I don't know, uh, but, you know, to see somebody write a song like that, but read the words, pretty intense words, okay? I'm a bad guy, okay? But that's why I like Marilyn's guy, because she's not a bad person. Okay, the live show, 323-580-5755. Let's listen to Marilyn Scott sings. 
Okay, the next song. No, I don't want to prelude to it. There we go. A look of love. We'll be back with more on the Rotary Recovery here on Blog Talk Radio in a few moments. Enjoy. Oh, no. 
I'm in Amsterdam, which is without a doubt the cannabis capital of the world. And that's because of the enormous, almost unbelievable interest that investors like you have in the marijuana book. <laughs>
Are you tired of chasing low quality?
Okay, you got it. You're listening to The Road to Recovery. I'm back. It is 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio, part of the linked local network of broadcasting. I am broadcasting live. My name is Dan Chuba. I've been doing this for a long time. Some of you may be bored, fathered. Maybe you love me. Who knows? I don't know. But I do know that it helps me out. It helps me to stay sober in today's world. <coughs> when sometimes, and sometimes I don't know. Sometimes you want to escape into some world and not have to deal with life on life's terms. But you know what? It's always better to deal with life on life's terms and and get them straightened out. I've had a lot of disappointments in the last two months. A lot of disappointments in my job. I'm a real estate broker. I own a real estate company. But you know what? Nothing was bad enough that I needed to drink over. And in fact, thanks to this program of recovery that taught me how to handle things the way I have been handling them in a better manner, you know, life has some options and hopes for me here today, and I'm really excited about that. So one day, one step at a time, and that's how it works for me. And uh, I am continuing on. Okay. I sent off the offer. I sent the paperwork to you. Please return it. I did that a couple of hours ago, and I'm still not seeing the paperwork. Okay, it has to do it. Where is, okay, we're going to print this and put this in where it needs to go. Road to Rick. Okay, we're putting that there. Good. All right, boys and girls, moms and dads. Yeah, that looks like fun. I I hope the uh, I hope my wife likes to do this. We might go play some some games somewhere. We always like doing stuff. So it's, we're gonna try to do it. Maybe we'll have some fun. All right. You know what? But it's different today. Sober than it was when I was out there drinking because now now I make time to. To relax and enjoy myself, to spend some time instead of before, it was all about drinking. Everything was about drinking. And, you know, it's almost as if I couldn't get enough drinking in, okay? And it's just amazing how we get caught up into that, like it's something special, and it's not. Okay, treatment of addictions. We're talking about addictions tonight here on the Road to Recovery. What constitutes an addiction and how we're we're to the point of treatment of addiction. Substance use is a treatable condition and complete remission is entirely possible. Recovery, however, is often a long-term process that may involve multiple attempts. Relapse is now regarded as part of the process and effective treatment regimens, regimens Address prevention and management or re, of recurrent use. You know what? I don't comment about other people's programs, but I will say that I believe, and this is just what I believe, that if somebody relapses, goes back out, gets caught up in their addictions again, it was more of an on purpose than it was on accident. They wanted to get drunk. They wanted to get high. They 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 knew the steps of what to do 
get and keep from being going back out there yet. They didn't stop them. They kept going, and they kept doing the wrong things. And it will catch you, guys. It will catch you. And it's not healthy. You may not survive a relapse. You may not survive going back out there. There are people that have been out there that won't come back because they died. They killed somebody. They're in prison. I remember reading somewhere in here I've got a letter from somebody that was imprisoned. She was a wonderful person. Was out for a long time, and, and people loved her. She was, uh, she cooked things, and she became very, and she got drunk again. And I don't know if she had an accident, hurt somebody, killed somebody, whatever. But she ended up back in prison for like 12 years, and she was regretting every moment of it. You have a lot of time to reflect and regret when you're in prison. Not much else to do. It's very, very boring. If there's nothing else, I'm not even going to say about the mistreatment, mishandling of people. I don't know that that much, but I do know that it's very, very boring. There's not a lot of things to do. You're stuck. You have so many choices today when we're out and about. Why would we want to give them up? For what? For getting high, getting drunk? Yet people do it all the time. Okay, so we're talking about a treat, a substance abuse is a treatable condition, and complete remission is entirely possible. Recovery, however, is often a long-term process that may involve multiple attempts. Relapse is now regarded as part of the process, and effective treatment regimens address prevention and management of reoccurrent use. Since success tends not to occur all at once, any improvements are considered important signs of progress. Increasingly, any improvements are considered important signs of progress. Well, yeah. If you sober for one day, that's one day that you got back of your life. Really, you know, we can't turn down the little successes. Although I guess I am a tough guy. I had a guy say he wouldn't have chose me as his sponsor because he felt that was too tough. I don't know. What is too tough? I don't know. Increasingly, programs are available to help those who recognize they have a substance abuse problems but are not ready for complete abstinence. Where is this coming from? get that. Hopefully, hopefully she got it and sending me the paperwork back. Back in U.S., back in USSR. Okay, let's see. I want to send a text out to my friend, Linda, wishing her Okay, that's my friend Linda. That's a cool story to tell, how she came out of nowhere and helped me out. One of my first, 
one of my first sober birthdays in the program, and it involved a Chamber of Commerce event that I attended, and it was a big Chamber of Commerce event at a local hotel. Had to be about 150 people there, many people who I knew, and what happened was Somebody found out it was my birthday and said, hey, it's Dan's birthday, Dan Chuba. And another person said, well, let's sing happy birthday to Dan, and they did. It was very wonderful, and I felt very good about it. And I was a little embarrassed because at that time I still was feeling insecure. But what happened next really scared the hell out of me. And people started shouting from the crowd, hey, Dan. It's your birthday. I'm buying. Drinks on me all night. Now, the majority of the people there did not know that I was working on a program in recovery. Did not know that this was one of my first birthdays without drinking. Back to my second birthday. But... And I was, I, I said, great, 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 great. And after the event, I beelined it out of there and went right home and locked the door. Probably not the best place to go because isolation is, like, not the best thing. But I did that. I went home, locked the door, and turned the TV on, and I was just watching television, trying to not think of all the booze that I could have that night because... It was a hard thing not to do. Free drinks all night on me, somebody else. And that scared me. I did not want to go back there. I worked really hard to get to the point I was sober and didn't want problems. So I was sitting on my couch, white-knuckling it, as I say, hoping the day will pass and then I can make it through sober and not think of alcohol too much when suddenly a knock came to my door and I didn't know that I wanted to answer it. I didn't know it was somebody with a bottle saying, hey, let's drink. I really wasn't sure what was up. And I was really scared. But I went and answered the door, opened it up, and they're standing there with my two friends, Linda and Lee, that I recently met in the program. And in their hands, they had a cake and a tub of ice cream and said, we wanted to come and celebrate your birthday with you. Oh, my God, what a relief. I opened the door, hugged them, welcomed them in, and we spent a nice evening together just laughing and talking and talking about how I escaped from an offer of drinks. And that was a miracle, guys. That was one of the many miracles that I enjoyed over these last 24 years, four months, and 12 days. 
and I've been the recipient of many. And I hope that you can enjoy them at some point in your life, too. You know what? We're not going to go to 9 o'clock tonight. I'm done talking. I'm eating pretzels, and that's not nice. But I do want to wish you and hope that you're started the new year. If you're working at being sober, I hope it continues. If there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to give me a call. My number is area code 630-918-6129. Or email me at Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, at DARE, D-A-A-R-E.com. And put in the topic, sobriety. So I know who it's from, a road to recovery, that would be good. And I'd be glad to help you in any way I can. I want to thank you for listening. We're going to be back next week. I have no idea what the topic's going to be, but hopefully it'll be something of interest to you. Definitely going to help me out. I know that. But i got to make it there. But I'm not too worried about it because all i got to take care of is today. One day, one step at a time. Does life treat me well? Not necessarily. I've had friends that turned on me. I've had... People I expected do things that people that I didn't expect, but I accepted. You know, and that's the thing. Acceptance is the key. So, you know what, maybe that's it. Acceptance is the key. That's our topic next week. Let's talk about some of the things that happened that weren't fair necessarily, but we accepted them and how they turned out. Okay? That's my guest. My guest, we're going to try that for next week. Okay? Have a great week unless you have other plans. This is Dan Chuba with The Road to Recovery signing off and reminding you that recovery is not an accident. It's a commitment to wanting more in our lives and working and doing whatever it takes to get it. And let me tell you, it works if you work it sober, and it gets better. I promise you, it really does get better. Just keep at it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Steve, thanks for all you do for me. I appreciate that, man. I love you, man. I love you all out there. I want to be back next week, 7 p.m. That'll be January 19th on the road to recovery. That'll be three days before my 63rd birthday. Okay? Amen. Talk to you later. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.